This I want it. is the Rich Eisen Show. Live, Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The old sky judge. An eighth official on the crew, the proposed booth umpire. You'll be you. I want it. I'm seeing it at home. It should be used to the advantage of the administration of the game. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. BYU head coach Kalani Sataki. From NBC Sports, Peter King. Plus, actor Richard Kind, your phone calls, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Pleased to be with you on a Monday. We're in the second week of March, everybody. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this program. I am your humble host in Los Angeles, California. We've got another fun three hours. Highly informative, we hope. Uh, and entertaining for you. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. What's hey, going on? What do you say, man? How are you, Mikey Del Tufo? Hey, good to see good. you. How you doing? Good morning. My social media grandmaster, TJ Jefferson, has settled into his chair up, on our putting surface. Good to see you here on this day, sir. Good to see it's you. It's a pleasure. Uh, we have got uh, lots to discuss. Uh, the football, uh, the football, that uh, that 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 oval thing. Um, uh, we're we're, we're going to talk quite a bit about that. Peter King on this program. Kalani Sataki, the head coach of uh, BYU football, the head coach of the uh, the the hot quarterback of the moment while Trevor Lawrence <laughs> right? has already done his pro day and is convalescing from his non-throwing shoulder being surgically uh, tinkered with. Uh, Zach Wilson's college football head coach, Kalani Sataki of BYU, will be joining us in about 19 minutes' time, and then Peter King after that, and then we'll say hello to the actor Richard Kind, who we've all known for many years from Spin City and Curb Your Enthusiasm, now on the Goldbergs, and there's so much uh, fun to uh, have right there. I've known Richard literally since I set foot in Los Angeles, California, uh, about 18 years ago to, to uh, help launch NFL Network. It'll be great. Um, that was a you know that was a fun watch the NBA All Star Game. I, I will say this: the um, we, we in the NFL um, went through it in um, April when things were obviously quite intense. Um, I just saw on Twitter that on Thursday night, uh, the president is going to have his first nationally televised address to the country to commemorate, if you will, um, the one-year anniversary of the shutdowns, the business lockdowns going down for COVID. So it was obviously a different time last April, but there was a ton going on last March for sure. With why is the NFL going through with free agency? Why is the NFL doing the NFL draft? Why? And then free agency hit, and it was like, okay, I appreciate this uh, this diversion, <laughs> even though there's millions of dollars being flown around and and uh, and lives were being um, turned upside down by COVID a year ago this week. Uh, and then certainly the NFL draft. Why are you doing this? Oh, wait a minute. It's uh, this was this was. This was good that the NFL got this out of the way and continues yeah. to move forward and march forward. So if there is a possibility of having a season, we know what teams have which rookies. And, oh, it was great to see Belichick's kitchen with his dog. And uh, <laughs> and uh, what was going on in uh, Vrabel's house and all of that stuff. And suddenly we realized that we could have a diversion. And I know that was the conversation amongst NBA players. Why are we doing this? Even LeBron was like, I'm not really up for it, but I'll do it. I'll be there because he understands his role in the NBA. And then um, the ball, you know, gets tipped last night, and it took one half of one quarter for, 
I think everyone would forget why we were doing this. It was so wildly entertaining. And, you know, we get, I, I think the best compliment that we, knock on wood, get as a uh, team here at the Rich Eisen Show um, is, you know, it looks like you guys are having fun. Yeah. Yep. And it looked like they were having fun last night. They were having fun. They were laughing. They were having a good time with each other. Giannis looked like a, a three-year-old child, you know, <laughs> as opposed grown. to the grown-ass man who didn't miss a shot. Unreal. 16 of 16. And, you know, Lillard and Steph were launching threes sometimes before they got into the front court. They were just launching it from their side of half court. Unfortunately for Team Durant, I just named you three members of Team LeBron. And so LeBron got out of it what he was looking for, which was all the money for his charitable benefactors last night. And he hardly played after the first quarter. I mean, he showed up, he tipped off, he played, and then let let the rest of his teammates handle it the rest of the way. And you could see, like, Kyrie... Um, and Bradley Beal smiling behind LeBron as he's about to just jam one down. That's a great photo. That's the photo we have right here. And um, and Curry launches a three from the corner, and as soon as he launches it, he turns around, he starts chit-chatting with the fans, and it drops, right? And Kyrie had some really excellent runs at the basket. I, I'll ask you this, Chris Brockman. When was the last quarter of Chris Paul's career? of his future Hall of Fame career, right? When was the last time a quarter for Chris Paul began with him winning a jump ball or attempting a jump ball, let alone winning one, and it all it ended in the last minute with him dunking in a game? When was the last time that happened for Chris Paul? Made, Do you think it was the first time maybe in his life? Like youth, the, the youth second, basketball? I don't maybe? know. The second like, quarter of last night's game, as you know, because of the NBA they reset to zero for right. each quarter, and um, it's kind of like a skins game. It doesn't go uh, – how would that work? It, would it be like a skins game if the first quarter was tied, then the second quarter would be worth two yeah, quarters we're, worth we're of double. money? Yeah, of okay, course. Okay, so, so it began with Beal and Paul jumping it, <laughs> which was fun. fun. These guys are having fun. Totally fun. And then Curry dunked one. And Curry then, caught an alley-oop from Chris Paul. Right, and then Paul – Dunked one. Yeah. Curry threw the oop to Chris Paul. Like right. They, yeah, they went back and, forth. back and forth. Yeah. Right. So, Game was dunking like it was crazy. It was just a total, complete blast. And then. It was fun. The game wasn't close. I mean, no, I, but it doesn't matter. Out, these these like, don't, whatever. you know, obviously having it close at the end like it was last year under these new rules right. where you have to hit a certain number to win it. And the number turned to be 170. But uh, I, I, it was a tremendous diversion. Totally loved it. Totally enjoyed it. And I'm appreciative of them doing it. From like Gladys Knight's version of uh, of uh, our the Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem. Yeah, it was good. She's there in Atlanta. And it was, it was one of those moments with my kids. And my kids loved it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gladys Knight is singing the national anthem. And I'm getting a little teary-eyed. Yeah, cool. 
And, you know, my wife and I know about Gladys Knight and the Pips, know about Atlanta, know about the significance of this moment and HBC and the HBCUs that are being that are being, you know, um, filled up with having their coffers filled up. And it's just it was a moving moment Mm -hmm. for me. And Zan, my 12 year old, looks at me and goes, you know, Dad. And I'm like, what? He goes, you know, Gladys Knight finished third in the Masked Singer. And I'm like, no, that's not. (laughs) That's not. That's not uh, what this is significant about. No. (laughs) At least he Uh, knew who she was, though, right? He did. But he didn't know who she was when the mask was taken off. (laughs) He learned who she was when the mask was taken off, and clearly it's portable. So I guess... It worked. <laughs> I put this you know, up. Dad, she finished third in the mass Singer. I'm like, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, but let me tell you something else about Gladys Knight, if that's okay. <laughs> Did you fill him in? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> she finished third in the mass. That's what he said. You got to love that, though, right? Because we all had to learn <laughs> about really her at some funny. point. It is really funny. You know? Sorry, you were saying? You were oh, no, I was say saying, something? here's how you know that Steph is great. When Reggie Miller, who previously was oh, known please, as right? the greatest shooter ever, is sitting there screaming, this isn't fair, this isn't fair, when Steph's pulling up from like 80 feet and well, singing it. Like, same thing during the three-point shootout. Like, did you go full Larry Bird? Who's playing for second? He might as well. Cause... And it was so thrilling. It was so fun to watch. And and um, appreciative of Curry doing it. You know, and it's exactly. just like, you know what exactly. I mean? It's it, the fact that he's doing it. It makes it that much more special and much more must see. And I know it might not be fair, if you will, but he you know, still had to win with the last shot. Of, of course, the, of, the, of course, the of course. You know the balls don't just go in themselves just because they touched his hand first. <laughs> you know, and then he's into it, and the fact that he's into it makes us more into it, and it is a diversion that we were all tuning in to see. And I thank him, and I thank the NBA for doing it. And, of course, when you talk about the three-point contest, that leads you to the dunk contest, and I want to put a pin in that because I don't want to go down that wormhole. I want to take some time because I do want to be on time for our first guest, and he's a head coach in football, which means he will be early. Um, Again, that is uh, Kalani Sataki, who is the head coach of BYU football and the head coach of Zach Wilson, who, by the way, you know, Uh, Had trouble staying healthy in part of his career and also, you know, regressed before he got hurt. Now you're taking a look at him and he's easily the second overall pick of this year's draft. The question is, is he going to wear a jet uniform or somebody else's? So there's a lot to talk about with with the head coach of BYU football and Zach Wilson's head coach in a moment here on the show. And then Peter King after that. And the thing we're going to talk about with Peter King is... Um, something that Peter said that uh, made some headlines today is that called the uh, Russell Wilson uh, Bears acquisition of Russell Wilson, which they are hotly rumored to be attempting a pipe dream. And there's reasons to agree with Peter the re- because the, the Bears don't have the draft capital. They also don't have a quarterback to flip back to Seattle that other teams might be interested in doing if you say you want to talk about Dolphins and you want to talk about the Jets and others that might be interested in Russell Wilson or the Seahawks might be interested in sending him somewhere outside of the conference, one would think. If they could send him to somewhere outside of the league, they'd be up for it. But, you know, they're not they're not not going to ship him the XFL. Well, you're not going to get value back if you're going to be with the fan controlled football. Yeah, that league Josh Gordon and Menzel are playing in. Right. 
So uh, you're not going to get value back. So, uh, and plus they have like one pick in the top 100 or, or sorts in, in the draft. It's just, it, it doesn't compute. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit. And the Bears quarterback situation is fascinating. The Patriots quarterback situation is fascinating. We are here on the second Monday of March, and Drew Brees has not yet said I'm retired. Right. And the question is, like, you know, and and Drew is highly attuned to um, branding and marketing and media. I mean, the guy is going to have an outstanding career in media we're uh, warehoused right now with NBC Sports. And um, so he's well attuned. You know, March Madness is coming up. You know, one week from today, we're going to have brackets in our hands, and that's all we're going to be brackets. focused on, right? Bracketology. Right? Coming up this weekend is brackets. all sort. And, of course, him saying I'm retired will cut through the mustard. Free agency is happening. That has to be decided. I mean, the NFL salary cap is yet to be announced. And the floor was announced as 180 million bucks. And let's just say they somehow keep it that way. I don't know if that's going to be possible. But that's $18 million off of what last, last year's cap was. That's $18 million less, the floor oh. of what last year's cap was. Cap's gone up $10 million a year every year. So yep. if that's the floor, you know, the, the, the ceiling is not going to be uh, uh, $208 million, meaning that it's going to go up by $10 million, unless these TV deals that you're hearing about being rumored get done. And then maybe the union can utilize that money to get the cap up a little bit more. Certainly, if you're hearing that the NFL is attempting to take a Disneyland-sized chunk out of Disney just for Monday Night Football alone. But Breeze is yet to, I mean, this is all needing to happen at some point. And then, you know, there's the conversation about what Chris Mortensen reported today. Chris, do you have that piece of information? You bounced it off of me earlier today. Yeah, yeah. Right? stand by one second. Because uh, Mort of uh, ESPN had, you know, an interesting couple of cents today on a, a topic that we've been talking about for quite a bit. What did he say today? Chris? Yeah, so he was talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, he reported that Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie has instructed his group to prioritize making Jalen Hurts successful in 2021 as opposed to creating a true quarterback competition. And I heard that, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what is Doug Peterson thinking right now? Or do we hear this and say, you know, did Doug want this guy in there or not? Maybe Doug wanted did he, Wentz. Did he re- and, but Wentz didn't talk to him for a long time. Which is super There's weird. There's so many pieces <laughs> yeah. of this that don't fit because – the pieces that would fit is that Peterson was a, a Hertz guy and was forced to keep Wentz in there because the front office wanted them to make their investment cash. And then you hear Wentz and the co- coach didn't talk, even though the coach was roasted week in and week out for sticking with Wentz. And at one point saying, if I put in Hertz, that means I'm telling my team that we're done here. And then Hertz gets in because Wentz just becomes flat out Unusable. Un, well, really. I mean, he was untenable. You could not. It was not a tenable situation anymore to continue to do it. You have to see what you've got in Hertz. Certainly, since he has a different skill set than Wentz, and then Hertz starts balling out until you take him out in the last quarter of the last game, where the whole country's watching and your competitive juices are flowing, and then he gets fired a week later because he didn't want to 
change his staff? It had nothing to do with the quarterback whose new coach is coming in from Indianapolis, which is the system that Wentz, would, one would think, flourishing. And then now the owner's saying it hurts his gig. And we were saying, yeah, that's what we were saying all along in December. And right. who better to be the guy to put it in to practice than the coach who won the Super Bowl? Like, what? What is happening? There? Yeah, Mort adds that their quote isn't internal unanimity. Unanimity. Did I say that? Unanimity. Right? Unanimity. <laughs> what he said about Hurts being the starting quarterback. So not even the building is. Oh yeah. yeah. So they think Sudfeld's the man for the job or well, something? No, no, like, no, 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 no. It would be drafting another quarterback and saying, "Let's insane. go." It would be selling the or, lot to go up and get. Or or Zach getting Wilson. right or or going or maybe signing another veteran and just saying, "Let's go." I don't, I don't, oh my gosh, there's a lot to talk about with Peter King. So much. But in terms of Zach Wilson, who better to talk to than his head coach from BYU football? And so let's take a break so we're on time for the head coach of BYU football, Kalani Sataki here on this program, then Peter King. And then our poll question, which is quite simple. I'll just unpack it. Should the NBA dunk the slam dunk contest or keep it? That's coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. So with the NBA All-Star Game going down this weekend, we decided to hit our archives. I, I can't believe we sent Adam Chudwin, our call screener, to the NBA All-Star Game when it was last year in Los Angeles, California. Yes. In 2018, we unleashed the power of Adam. <laughs> Take a look. <laughs> Adam. 
Hey guys, this is Adam Chodwin here with the Rich Eisen Show. I'm actually the call screener for the show. Have no idea why they sent me here, but let's see what happens. I'm freaking out right now. Lowry Markinen is behind me. I'm trying to not be biased, but I'm a huge Bulls fan, and I've been dying to ask him this question since the day he was drafted. Have you found any good Finnish restaurants in Chicago? No, there's no Finnish restaurants in Chicago. My cab driver, while I was coming to Chicago, he said that there's a restaurant from every country in the world in Chicago, and I googled a Finnish restaurant and didn't find it. Rick Bayless, if you're listening, it looks like there's a wide open market for Finnish restaurants in Chicago. Any thoughts of pulling a Larry Bird tonight, going to the locker room and saying, who's coming in second? No, that wasn't one of my thoughts. <laughs> Apparently he's not very confident. Any thoughts tonight of pulling a Larry Bird and saying, who's going to be in second? I'm just be focusing, locked in on me getting my shots off and, and making them. Well, I wouldn't say that, man. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a guy who, who really doesn't talk. I just like to make things happen. Me and Pat Riley were talking, and he was like, you know, he was telling me the whole story about when Larry did that. And uh, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe next year when I come back after I win it, I can, I can say something like that. But I, I'm not there yet. <laughs> there you have it, guys. I know we're airing this after the three-point shootout, but I can say with 100% certainty Devin Booker is going to win I have a feeling he added that at the end <laughs> I'm feeling he added that at the end so the question he asked Lowry Mark Markinen um Lowry Markinen well he called it Lowry so um and um was uh, about finished restaurants and then Markinen tells the story involves a cab driver did the Bulls not provide a courtesy car to their star first-round athlete? Is that great question? I mean, with all due respect, this is all due respect, you know. With all due respect, didn't he say when I when I, my cab driver when I came to Chicago? That's what he said. said right? That's what he said. It sounds like okay, they drafted him. He comes to Chicago and they they just let him seventh yellow pick? cab it. Yeah. By the way. That's a long cab ride. Oh. O'Hare to the city? Yeah. Oh. Very far. <laughs> well, I'm assuming it was the city. They might have been out in the sticks, too. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> At any rate, we'll have more of Adam's work later on right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. We are back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. We're all big, one happy simulcast family here. Um, and you mentioned the Chris Mortensen report today, Chris, about you know there being some split maybe in the building as to whether Jalen Hurts is the guy to move forward with in Philadelphia. And Chris Mortensen saying that Jeffrey Lurie has put his considerable thumb on the scale by saying it should be Jalen Hurts. If it's not Hurts, who is it going to be? There's apparently a lot of talk about doing it again, the it being moving up in the draft to get the number two overall spot, which is what they did to get Wentz. Going up to number two and telling the Jets, here's what we'll give you because we want Zach Wilson. The buzz on this quarterback is off the charts. Through the roof. You see one piece of video after another of eye-popping play after eye-popping play. So we're going to start digging into this young man in terms of his bona fides and his career at BYU. And who better to start with than the head coach of BYU football, Kalani Sataki. How are you, coach? going on how are you coach you good hello yes can you hear me doing good good excellent thank you for joining here on the program yeah i'm on a landline i don't know what the breakup is okay can you is it bad do you want us to call you back 
Why don't we? Why don't we yeah, try this again? Best. Yeah, let's do that again. Okay, bad. It's just one thing that we won't be seeing much out of Zach Wilson, I don't think, which is a bad connection. <laughs> hey now, everybody. Hey now. Hey yo. We'll try it again. Hey Rich, quick question before. No, go ahead. While we're waiting. Yes. You said earlier about the Bears. This is a little bit off. But I want to think about this. Bears don't have a QB to flip back to Seattle. So do you think Trubisky has more value than Darnold? And this could be for now or for later. No, they I have just to, want to put he's, that he's out. a free agent. Oh, that's true. He's okay. a free agent. They don't have him to flip. Uh, he, gotcha. They got to sign him and flip him, which is not what Seattle's – Seattle. can you imagine you tell Seattle fans, uh, Russ is gone, here's Mitch. <laughs> I mean it, – it, it would be a tough sell. Yeah, for sure. For sure. To say the least. And it's just another, again, Chris, would you do me this favor while I'm about to talk to the head coach yes, of BYU sir. football again? Yes, sir. Get the Bears draft capital for me ready. All right. Would you mind? That yeah, was one it. thing I did not write down prior to the show because I am a lead pipe wielding professional that's usually buttoned up with information. So I, I, I see you every day. I see you every day. I got you. Okay. So uh, back here on the Rich Eisen show, the head, is this, are we, we have a better connection now, coach. Sounds like it, yeah. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, thank you for calling. I, I greatly appreciate it. When was the first time you laid eyes on Zach Wilson, Coach? Well, I, I was a, a defense coordinator at the University of Utah summer camp, and he was about fifth grade. And, um, you know, I, you can always recognize the, the great athletes even when they're little. And he kind of just stood out. There's a group of them that did. And uh, just kind of followed him. And then, you know, we're fortunate enough when I got the head coaching job here at BYU to – to recruit him and, and uh, really thankful that he was able to come here and throw the rock for us and then obviously had a great season last year and that was pretty much the first time that he's been 100% healthy and so I think right now is just scratching the surface on the on the things that he can do on the football field. So you know when you said fifth grade I've been around the block a few times in the NFL and around the world of football I thought am I missing just a type of uh, like star rating when you so so you're saying he was you're saying fifth grade like between fourth and sixth grade like <laughs> like like that like he's nine years old yeah he pretty much when you I first mean, saw i him. mean he he was I, th- I thought he was a great athlete back then and then you just you you, you see these kids you know i i, I remember Starlo to the when he was a great d lineman same same thing you just see these guys when they're when they're uh obviously uh further along and definitely there's some guys that that develop faster and than others, but you just kind of notice the things that he did as an athlete. It just his football IQ and the fact that he loved playing on the field. Uh, that was the best part of his his day was being out there uh, playing football. And he he played both sides. It wasn't just like just quarterback and and that was all. But sure. the guy's a great athlete. He can do a lot of different things. He plays point guard on his uh, high school um, basketball team. So he's got tons of athleticism. He can dunk out the gym, and and he just knew that there was something special about him. But when you get to talk to him and get to meet him in person and and sit around him, you start to realize that football is what this guy loves the most. That's his passion, and I imagine he's going to make a living out of it. And even when he's done playing, he's going to. I think he's going to be a phenomenal coach if that's what he wants to go into. And uh, he's got a great charisma. I think he's he's got he's got he's got the total package. And I think uh, you know. I'm excited and honored that I was able to coach him. Well, I do look forward to getting a chance to chat with him uh, between now and the draft. Um, and uh, I just love, you know, stories of journeys and things of that nature. And so when you did uh, recruit him for BYU, did you basically say hello again and say, I saw you when you were in fifth grade? Or did he remember? I mean, what was that like uh, when you finally got a chance to get him uh, potentially to BYU when you were recruiting him? 
Well, you know, his his dad was a, a former player at Utah, and you just kind of you, you 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 always know the names, and you see guys at camps every year, yeah, and uh, different camps, and you see them, you know, as they go throughout from middle school to to high school, and uh, you know, he was actually committed to Boise early. And uh, we came in late. I came in late recruiting, and, and uh, lucky for us, it wasn't too late, you know. And, and he was able to, to, you know, change his commitment and come to BYU, and, and the rest is history. And I, the only unfortunate part for me is that I don't get him back for another year. <laughs> I'm really excited for him, and uh, he's got he's got a great future. And I, I think I was hoping he'd come back, but definitely this is a great move for him, and I'm excited for him and his family and, and his hard work and sacrifices starting to pay off. And, and once you get the to talk to him and just sit down and talk ball, you'll realize uh, everything that I'm talking about. And it's, it's hard to see on film, but um, you know he, he, he just has the it factor. I've said it over and over and over again to so many different people, and uh, I just he belongs in that league, and I'm excited for him and whatever team drafts him. Kalani Sataki, the head coach of BYU football here on the Rich Eisen Show. You know, I'm from New York City, sir, and uh, I know Jet fans are particularly excited when they see, when you say, you know, film, there's been a lot of his film that has been on social media and shared. I can guarantee you, being from New York, that most Jet fans have not seen a quarter, let alone a full game of BYU football, pretty much, to be very honest with you. So what would they be getting in Zach Wilson? What would a team be getting in Zach Wilson? You talked about him being a gamer. What has he been like in terms of adversity, facing adversity and facing the heat that you've seen, Coach? That's his. That's his whole. That's his whole general makeup in football. Uh, under recruited, and he should have been a big time recruit, and uh, didn't get a lot of recognition. Kind of a late bloomer, especially in in, the, in his in his height and his growth. But uh, I think he started starting to put things together towards his senior year, and a lot of times recruiting takes place so much earlier than that. Um, and then, and then when he got here, he came in as a true freshman and competed for a starting spot and earned that spot mid-season. And he wasn't completely all healthy, but the guy graduated early from high school, didn't even uh, play basketball. He, he decided to put that to the side and come here and and join uh, BYU in, in the spring and play spring football so he can compete for a starting spot. He got the spot. Um, you know, he battled a little bit of injury the, his freshman, sophomore year, and it was mostly just because the guy has been so active and playing so many different sports. Uh, he, once he got the, the his, his surgeries and got things f- fixed and got healthy, uh, you could see him just take off from there. And this was the, you know, we had a, well, when he did get hurt, he we had a, uh, had a quarterback controversy and had some, had a uh, competition going on, and he was all for it. The guy loves to compete. And and if he doesn't get the spot, he's a great support for the team. He's a great teammate to have, a great leader. And you know, once once he was able to get that spot back, uh, you saw what what he could do on on the field. And and I think uh, you get to see the things that he does. I think work ethic is the key. Nobody is as confident as he is going into a game because he puts in more time off the field, studies tons of film. He works late hours like the coaches do. He loves watching film. He watches NFL film. He watches everything and comes up with a lot of different plays. He's always recommending plays. He's a he's a, a coach's dream, but also a nightmare because he's like, hey, how about this play? You know, how about this one? I like this one. And and, and a lot of it is great ideas, and then you have to just kind of figure out that it it works towards his – his his, his skill set, and so 
the sky's the limit for the guy, and I, I can't wait to see, see what he does in the NFL when it's just full time. That he's had to kind of balance it with with school here, you know. But it's a hard academic school at BYU is, and now he's just all full time ball. And I've talked to him and texted him, and uh, the guy's just excited now because he's a full time football player. Well, it sure looks like he's just shooting up draft boards right now, and that uh, the situation with the Jets, what they're going to do with Darnold, and what might happen with Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's a lot of dominoes in play here that might wind up with Zach Wilson in New York or with somebody else second overall. Um, when you said the NFL film watching, what are you talking about? What, what is he, what is he looking well, he at watches, right there? Coach? He watches all kinds of film on his off time. While guys are playing video games and playing their PS fives and stuff like that. He's on his iPad and his and his laptop watching film. He, you can talk to our video coordinator. He downloads NFL film. So he's watching Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Roethlisberger. He's watching all these guys. And I mean, like, tons of film. And then he'll text me and say, hey, I like this play. What do you think? And it's like, yeah, man, whatever you like, let's just take a look at it. And, you know, the, he just loves football. And that's what he's about. And and I, I think he's in the right setting now. And, and it makes a lot of sense why he's he's skyrocketing because – People are actually talking to him. It's not like this is just happening out of nothing. People that, that know what they're talking about in football are sitting down and talking ball with him, and they're coming away impressed. And that's just talking to him in person. When they see him throw, I think he's going he's gonna to back it all up. But I can tell you one thing. Because he loves football, he's such a great support in the team, in the position room. He'll figure it out. I mean, he wasn't the starter right away as a true freshman. He sat there and supported his teammates. And then when it was time for him to take the, to take the reins mid, midway through the season, he was able to fly with it. And that's just how he works. And then when we disrupted it because of injury and we said, hey, we have to open up the quarterback competition, he, he, didn't, he didn't feel entitled for anything. He said, let's go to work, man. Let's do it. And it was pretty evident right away that, that he was up for the competition. So if you want a guy that's going to work hard, get along with all his teammates, not, think, not feel entitled or anything, then you're going to get the right, right guy. And whether it's the Jets or whoever drafts him, I think they're going to get a great player. Do you have a good example, Coach Sataki, of, of him saying, let's try this play, and then you're like, oh, okay, take a look at it, and then it actually happened in a game and uh, it, it resulted in yeah, one, something? One comes to mind is it's the Houston uh, – is a Houston um, screenplay that we he flipped the ball like underhand flipped it in the red zone against Houston and he got that from Patrick Mahomes did it and we I mean we called it the Chiefs play you know so <laughs> that's one play and if I mean you can it's it's documented you can kind of look it up and see what he does but there's a lot of those plays that he just really likes and you know f- football there's like nobody has a, a, a uh, a stamp on everything. Nobody has a monopoly on all the plays. So uh, when you have a guy that just loves football and loves all these plays, and, and, and he sees what he can work on, but the, he does all these different throws. He, he's a big fan of all the quarterbacks. I mean, I think a big part of his, his excitement going to the NFL is that he gets to see these quarterbacks after the, the, the game and, and kind of connect with them and talk to them. Like he just likes that. He, if you were, if you allow him the time to do it, he would just sit there and pick the brain of all the great quarterbacks. We we have Steve Young and other alumni that have played here at BYU that keep in touch with him, and, he, and he's he's always talking ball with those guys. And John Beck is is one of his trainers. So sure. And you know myself and our offense coordinator, he's always staying in touch with all these guys. And and it's all ball, man. The guy loves ball, and, and that's what he wants to talk about. That's what he wants to live and live with. And and, and now he's in it. So. 
um, his vacation would be probably go to somewhere sunny, sit on the beach, and watch football film. Kalani Sataki, BYU head football coach here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about you and your program just a little bit here, if, if you don't mind. So it, it's COVID-19. Your, your, you, your schedule gets totally exploded because so many of the teams that you might be playing against say we're just going to only stick in our conference. You have, if I'm not mistaken, just three games left. You cobble together a schedule. You go 11-1. and one. You develop a quarterback that may be the second overall pick in the draft, and yet there's still so much conversation about Power Five conferences, if you will, taking their ball and creating their own world. What do you say about that possibility, Coach? Hey, we, we were just really thankful that we got to play football. And, and so I, I don't know the uh, all the politics and everything involved in it. I have a, a group of guys that love the game of football, and they're very uh, appreciative of, the, of all the people that made it happen last year. And so we're just going to keep playing this game uh, just full of gratitude and appreciation for those that make it happen. And, 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 you know, we're really thankful for the teams that step up and want to play us. And we have a schedule now in 2021 that we're excited about. And we've been in, the, in situations where we've played some really tough games against P5 teams, but it was, we were allowed to see, it allowed us to see where we can do it and how we can improve and get better depth wise. But I'm not going to get into all the, you know, we deserve this type of stuff. I, I just know that these guys love football. They want to play, and they appreciate the fact that the others are making it happen for them. So uh, the conversations that you're, you're asking probably is more for our AD and our administration, but I'll let them handle it. In the meantime, I'm enjoying just coaching guys that love ball. I love that. That's great. That said, I, I do, I'm fascinated because I was sitting here in this chair watching the season unfold. Do you think any teams ducked you this year, given the opportunity? Hey, you're like, hey, well, you love ball. Let's play ball. And then teams were saying, we need someone to play. And you raise your hand, and maybe they didn't want any piece of you. Do you think that happened this year, Coach? No, listen, I, 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 I get to know a lot of these coaches in so many different conferences and, and different schools. And they're all you, you, don't, you don't coach football if you're going to duck away from competition. So none of them want to do that. The, the problem is that you have to work through all these different, you know, the conferences make these statements and they make these restrictions so these teams can't play. But if you allow just the coaches to make the decision, I guarantee you everybody would play more football and they would allow it to happen. So uh, never, ever do I uh, think that a, a team would ever duck us because they don't. I mean, that's just when you're a competitor, you want to play the best. It doesn't matter who it is. And I, I've met all these coaches and all these players on the field. I mean, let me just give you an example. We have sure. guys that, that train all year round for literally maybe two minutes of, of straight football that, that they get to play the whole entire season. And, and, and then we get to play against people that make that sacrifice. And so when you have people that are very similar in, 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 in the way that they think, they're all competitors. So all the coaches out there like to compete. All the players like to compete. It's just all the, all the restrictions that the conferences or the schools may put them in, into. But never would I ever think that a, a coach or a, or a team is ever ducking anyone. All right. And then I do want to give you this opportunity before uh, I send you back into your, your Monday. Is uh, I'm clearly calling up about Zach Wilson. I'm fascinated by him and his rise, his ascension, and what a, a crucial um, player he's going to be in this upcoming NFL draft. I'm sure you have some others that are available. Do you want to pound the table for them? little bit before I let you go today yeah we got a lot of we have a lot of great players I mean we have three guys that are coming uh, out early you know for the NFL draft that, that, that declared early and, and 
Um, you know, Dax Milne's our receiver that you saw um, Zach throwing to a lot, and Brady Christensen's our left tackle. Both, uh, all three of those guys came out a year early, and, and, and uh, I'm happy for them and their opportunities. We have a, a lot of great players that are on, on the verge of getting drafted and, and um, a lot of great old linemen, and I think we're going to – this is going to be a good start for us funneling people into the NFL. And, uh, I think the NFL needs a lot of guys from BYU there. You know, it's been really good in the past, and, <laughs> yes. and hopefully we can keep this train rolling. And you, was your, when, you were, when you were in the NFL uh, for that one year, Coach, uh, before you got hurt, Dick LeBeau, was he your first head coach in the NFL? Was he yeah. the guy there? Yeah, the, the Bengals, yeah. And, and I mean, it, it, was, it, it, it didn't even get really started, right? But I, I just love the fact that um, football, it, it's inevitable, unless you're Tom Brady. That football will probably end, and and you won't like the timing of it all, you know. And that's just the rest of us. Not not everybody can have the Tom Brady effect, but um, and when it did end for me, I just needed to be around it, and and luckily it turned me to coaching. And so I'm just really honored to be in the football life and to be doing this uh, for a living and being connected with so many great people. Coach, really appreciate the time. Thank you for the insight. Um, congrats on the great season, and best of luck moving on. Let's let's chat again. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Rich. Thank you. You bet. That is Coach Kalani Sataki of BYU Football. Whew. I got to be honest with you. Got me all fired up here a little bit. No. Trevor who? No. Nah, hold on a second. Well, let's let's take a break. We'll hit that when we come back here. Unpack our poll question and more. 844-204-RICH number to dial. We'll go all in, if you will, uh, on this show about the slam dunk contest. But number two overall is no slam dunk either. Let's hit that when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or 
the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Hey guys, this is Adam Chudwin, call screener for The Rich Eisen Show. You still don't know who I am, but it's about time to interview Team LeBron. 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 Continue to ignore me if you're coming to Los Angeles next year. I know you've taken some improv classes. Your teammate Blake does stand-up. Are you the funniest player on the Pistons? Indirectly. First rule of improv is yes and. I know he's improving. I'm uncomfortable now. You're in the dunk contest, you're in the all-star game, and now you do stand-up comedy. Do you ever feel guilty about having all the talent? I can't draw, so no. <laughs> Just trying to share all the gifts I got, bro. Are you and Blake going to start a comedy club together? Thinking about it. What would it be called? Drain Blake. I like it. I made that up just now. That's good improv right there. Appreciate it. Hopefully I get some acting in there. Oh, yeah, we're in Hollywood. Hollywood, a little bit, you know. Just trying to, you know, touch all the boundaries of the world. With Uncle Drew coming out this summer, are you the best NBA actor of all time? The movie is yet to be seen. I hope I get great reviews. I'm partial to Shaq and Kazam, but... Are you going with Shaq and Kazam? I believe in you, though. Appreciate you, man. That's it for Team LeBron. Riveting. Time for Team Steph. I know you're a fashion forward guy. I've seen you in practice wearing short shorts. When are you gonna commit to that in a game? Uh, I just do it just cause I'll be messing around. But I might, I might just try it out one game. If I have a bad game, then I probably won't ever do it again. Giannis, can you finally admit to the world that you, in fact, are not a human being and that you are the Greek god of dunking? <laughs> I'm a human being. <laughs> But I'm really good at dunking too. Draymond, you're known for roasting people. What's the key to roasting people, and can you roast me right now? I'm not going to roast you right now. Uh, but what's the key to, to a good roast? Just kind of figuring stuff out about them and then not holding back certain things. Like, you can't really worry about hurting someone's feelings. Just got to go for it. Carl, where were you in 2004 when the Timberwolves last made the playoffs? I was nine years old. You know, I was watching watching KG get it done. I was a young boy playing basketball. I wanted to be the best I could possibly be, and I... I needed to uh, watch these playoffs and see how the best of the best got it done. So this is how we usually finish these things, right? I'm Adam Chudwin, call screener for The Rich Eisen Show. We out. All right. PeacockTV.com. Oh, I'm, I'm telling everybody about right here. Everyone's watching it on Peacock. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter. And also Instagram and also Facebook as well. Um, great chat right there with the BYU head coach Peter King about to join us. And then Richard Kind, the one and only Richard Kind in hour number three. It's lots to talk about with him. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial back here on our radio network. We're back here on our radio stations. So last night, my, uh, my uh, Twitter timeline, half of it was the NBA All-Star <laughs> Game. and The other half was Oprah talking about uh, the royal family intrigue. All that stuff. Yeah, Did you catch too. any of that? Did of you the Oprah? Yeah, because I was zero interest. 
I mean, Susie and I, we watch The Crown, so we're we're okay, on, so which is a phenomenal show on Netflix. It wins all the Emmys. It does. And um, so we we stream. We've been streaming that for years. Yeah. So we're kind of interested in the palace intrigue, but not enough to tap out of the NBA All Star right. game. Right. The All Star game was really fun, and so I was I wasn't changing the channel. So you haven't that. you had you didn't watch any of that. I did not. Neither I just saw I. what everyone was kind of Posting saying about, about right? it and all the articles. Right. But. Pretty much. And so um, that was that's all I was, you know, scrolling through, seeing all that stuff. And then I, um, I TiVo'd the, uh, by the way, TiVo, look at look that. At <laughs> wow. Wow. Is that the oldest thing I've said in a long time? DVR'd it. Really. If I'm not mistaken, the, uh, the wardrobe malfunction, wardrobe malfunction was the most TiVo'd moment of all time. Correct. So that, if for anybody out there is like, what are you Which talking about TiVo? Oh, five. That was, no, that was 2004. It was the NFL Network's first ever Super Bowl. So it was calendar year February 2004. That's how I can date everything. That's how dated I just made myself. <laughs> uh, but I DVR'd the All-Star, the All-Star Slam Dunk competition. And I, I do want to get into that um, in hour number two. But why don't you unpack the poll question right away, Christopher? Yeah, so it's, I threw it up uh, at Rich Eisen's it's show. It's basically the annual poll question on it this is, subject. It is. I, I kind of feel strongly here. Is it time for the NBA to scrap the dunk contest? Absolutely. No, it's still good. Okay. At Rich Eisen Show. I won't put my thumb on that scale just yet, but I'll hit that with a retweet. Um, just really quickly looking at it, you know, absolutely. You know, you still love seeing dunks. My kids were into it. No. Obviously dunks are No, cool, but... get rid of it is the NBA basically say, let's we could fit it in an extended halftime now with just three people. We'll get into that a little bit more. The whole idea of the All Star Sunday was fun, having everything in one fell swoop. In one fell, one fell swoop. Yeah, one afternoon. Well, that one won't evening. That, that won't stick. I understand, but it was cool yesterday to just yeah to just turn it on, just sit down there and skills, it's all done. Three point shootout, yeah, that let's rock. That, that game. won't stick. That won't stick. Um, contest at halftime. And if you want to chime in on it, eight four four two zero four. Rich being the number to dial here, we'll have a conversation with you about that. Um, Let's unpack a little bit what we just heard from Kalani Sataki, the head coach of BYU football. Look, all coaches are going to talk up their players, clearly, right? Certainly their top players. Very rarely will somebody do what I think Pete Carroll did with Mark Sanchez. Should have stuck around. Remember that? <laughs> I do. And by the we, way, when he, Pete did that, it was like, what is what he is doing? He doing? But, Why would he kill his guy like that, a top five pick? And in retrospect... Was that was Pete right? Was he right? I well, mean, now Mark Sanchez Mark went Sanchez to back to back, back AFC championship back round and pound AFC championship games. It's it's too bad that Mark is only known for the butt fumble well, because he was a good quarterback, and he that's could why play. that's why when the Sam Darnold seeing ghosts stuff happened, right? That's why when the Sam Darnold seeing ghosts stuff hit. Again, the NFL films folks were mic'd him up for sound, and usually everything needs to go through some sort of quality control right. um, before it's allowed on the air. And somehow him saying, while the Patriots were destroying the Jets, saying, I'm seeing ghosts, got on the broadcast. And so, you know, it's just when at the time I said that if the if the Jets don't win anything – with Darnold and he goes and he leaves the Jets that he'll be known for seeing ghosts and mononucleosis 
And that's a damn shame. And it's the latest yeah. example of what's a damn shame about Sam Darnold and the Jets is the fact that I'm listening to the head coach of BYU football talk about how much Zach Wilson loves ball and how he's not on his iPad playing games or on his, what is PS5 playing PS5, games, like, <laughs> right? He's actually watching film and he's studying film, not just of his opponents, not just of himself, but of guys he's trying to emulate at the next level. And they're actually going to take a play that he saw on film from Patrick Mahomes flipping the ball. One of those, I mean, we've seen it many times yeah. is what the coach was talking about. They called it the Chiefs play. A little underhand against the Houston Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right up, play. right up the gut. It's one of those. Works every time. <laughs> one of those passes that we either call shovel pass or shuffle pass. You hear that every now and then. I think it's a shovel pass. But, um, and it works to effect. And I hear this. And I hear this aspect of him and that he loves ball, loves talking ball. That's all he's about is ball. And I'm like, I want him. But Sam Darnold, when Sam Darnold came out, he's saying same thing. You heard the same stuff about him. Loves ball. That's all he's about is ball. Sam Darnold to this day in New York City, no... Twitter account, no Insta account, no nothing. First thing he did when he came to the Jets was go to a children's hospital and didn't make a big deal of it. So I'm now going to tell Sam Darnold, I need this bright, shiny object from BYU. Why? Because he wasn't supported. He wasn't getting the support even from ESPN's broadcasts twice, seeing ghosts and the point to the camera of the hero shot that they have all NFL players do during training camps when they get to them. They say, hey, you're in front of a green screen. Just hold the ball, flip it in the air, smile, whatever. And then also point to the camera. Give me one of those you, the man points. And I'm sure he's just being one of those guys that just, okay, I'll do what you want me to do. Yeah, no do problem. Right, yeah. So you want me to point to the camera? Yo, go ahead and point to the camera, Sam. Mm. And then we're going to use it when you're out with mononucleosis and put up mononucleosis on the screen. You think he would have pointed at the camera if he knew that? Of course not. I mean, so I'm just sitting here and it's just, again, I am conflicted. Poor Sam. I am so conflicted because his opportunity might be right now. Right now. Coach with long-term contract. Coach coming in who clearly is selling something that the owners have bought. Coach coming in with Kyle Shanahan's system. Maybe you give this guy another shot the whole season long. I'm saying Trevor, 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 Trevor. It was Sam all along. Then you see this video. And the video of Zach Wilson. And you're like, wow, that kid. I didn't see Sam do that. Right. I've never seen Sam do that. And you start the clock again and you go younger and you use all the other draft capital to support this kid, including what you'd get for Sam Darnold because you're not keeping both. And maybe that's the plan. But deep down, I'm like, thank God I don't have to make this decision. All I have to do is sit back and watch Joe Douglas make this decision. And in Joe and in Robert Sala, you trust and that's why deep down, I always shoot you straight. 
I hear this about Zach Wilson, and I think that kind of sounds like Sam Darnold. And then I see what Sam Darnold was and how little he has gotten in terms of support pretty much all the time. Despite, you know, I'm sure well-intentioned coaching staffs and front offices and stuff like that. It's not like they were derelict of duty. They just didn't do the right things on his behalf and things didn't go his way. That's why I'm sitting here and thinking to myself when it all comes down to it, man, I hope Deshaun Watson's free. Because that's the answer. I don't have any qualms about. I don't care about draft capital. If if Deshaun Watson's available, that's the guy. And just rip the knob off. I don't know if the Texans are going to be so self-aware that they can be compliant in this. Because it would sure help them too. Peter King on this subject and more when we come back here on the radio edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're still here on Peacock, though. Talking about quarterbacks, I heard a really interesting what if over the weekend. Yes, sir. Trade scenario involving Deshaun Watson. Okay. Deshaun Watson for Justin Herbert, straight up. Who says no? Chargers. Really? Yeah. How about that? Ooh, you didn't even stutter. I didn't. That kid's special. That kid's really special. Deshaun Watson's top five. He's also, you can win a championship now in his first iteration of his contract now with somebody that special. That's the that's the sweet spot in the NFL, man. Yeah. The first five the years. The first five years yeah. where you are not paying somebody nine figures of right. salary, and yet it's the sweet spot. You got somebody that talented and that young, that much of an upside with all the other weapons already around. No, thank you. No, thank you. Win now with him. Mm. Build something now with him. Utilize his contractual status now. And then pay him. And then run it back with the guy that you've already built with your right. fan base here. The most tenured quarterback in Los Angeles is Justin Herbert. Him. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Now, Stafford may be dynamite, and I expect him to, and the Rams expect him to, and I think most fans around here are excited about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But who's the dean of Los Angeles quarterbacking right now? Justin. This guy, Justin Herbert. It is. He looks 12 with a haircut. He does. He does. So I say no to that mm. if I'm the Chargers. I say no to that. Let's go. Keenan Allen, let's go. Yeah. Let's go, Joey Bosa. Let's go with the coach, Brandon Staley, who's got – the defensive cord, you know, the defensive chops because we just saw what we did with the Rams last year. But he's a former quarterback himself, so he knows the language to talk to Justin Herbert about. Let's go. The Chargers have got a unicorn, and they have a lot of people to thank for that. Tom Brady for not coming here, and the Dolphins for leaving him on the board. And you don't have to pay him. For a couple of years, you don't have to think about paying him for a couple of years. And then you have to pay him or consider about paying him. You don't have to pay him till the 2023. Deshaun Watson is expensive. Yeah. Expensive. You know, if Sam Darnold was like Justin Herbert, we wouldn't have this conversation. They also wouldn't be choosing second overall, I don't think. Peter King, when we come back.